from Pump House 110 Productions. You've now entered the paranormal radius with your hosts, Chris and Anissa, where darkness comes to light and we explore everything that goes bump in the night. Sit back, hold on, and get lost with us as we discover how the supernatural impacts our new sense of reality. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Paranormal Radius. Today we're going to be talking about cryptids and all that fun stuff. How are you doing, Anissa? I'm fantastic. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great. And if you haven't listened to the episode where I share my encounter with Sasquatch on my camping trip, uh, please go back and listen to that because we're going to kind of be going into depth on the theories behind the cryptids uh, on this episode. It's it's a bonus episode, so we're hoping to shed some light on things. Yep, that episode will be episode six. So then this one will be the episode six bonus episode just to kind of go into stuff. We really wanted to kind of separate off his story into one episode and then come back and chat about all things Bigfooty in this one. So why don't you go ahead and get us started, Anissa, since you guys all listened to my long-winded diatribe <laughs> last episode, and thank you again for that. Um, so the first thing that I wanted to do was uh, play for you the uh, Ohio sounds that Chris had mentioned in the last podcast, uh, and uh, in case you guys didn't get a chance to go look it up or you're driving, we just want to play a snippet of that, and then also um, I'll play a snippet of the Sierra sounds. So the first thing that I'm going to be playing is, um, it's called Mysterious Yell in Finding Bigfoot. And it's a video that someone submitted to uh, Bobo's show, and it goes over like the roar and the yell off in the distance. And so I'm just going to play part of the clip, and uh, that that's what you guys will be listening to. Then I'll come back in to explain the Sierra sound. So the sound that Anissa is going to play for you is about as close to the actual sound that I've heard. It makes me get chills, but this is the most accurate that I've heard uh, for my encounter. I'm sorry for any background uh, noise that you're going to hear in that. Like I said, I was playing a video, and so there's a lot of static on their end. And so then now um, I will share with you the Sierra sounds, which are absolutely crazy. We, where were we watching the, um, the video that we actually got to see the video of them? Where I they... believe that was uh, on the Travel Channel, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Or it might have been Expedition Bigfoot. Because they um, they talked to the people that were there the first because this was back in the 80s wasn't it wasn't yeah, it i believe so it was uh late 70s early 80s ron moorhead and his team were out investigating and they um they set up like they basically set up a little uh cabin where they made themselves like um they put tree the tree bark and everything else around and made themselves a little cabin they were inside and then they heard this outside but they refused to tell anybody where this was because they think they've stumbled onto like an actual nest and they don't want people to screw with it right they don't want a bunch of unnecessary attention brought to it and a bunch of people coming in and uh fouling out one of the most incredible audios ever caught on tape okay so here will be the sierra sounds and this is more of that like samurai japanese talk that uh, chris kind of mimicked in the last episode and so then that way you can hear the same same sort of chatter that he heard between uh either the single bigfoot or more than likely another bigfoot that the one that he saw was talking to in the distance
So what we just played for you was um, kind of the whoops and some of the knocking noises. And now what we're going to do is, uh, on top of everything, the super clear part is the team trying to communicate with them and offers you know some mimicry. And they do with a lot of success. So now we're going to get to the portion that really hit home with me is the actual chatter portion of the video, or audio, excuse me. So that last portion where you hear kind of the just gibberish, but that's the chatter and uh, hopefully that's that comes out okay, then you guys are able to hear it. Since we're kind of um, piggybacking on the last episode, I figured I would just play that for you guys because it's not exactly the first thing that pops up when you uh, put anything in your YouTube search because a lot of times anymore there's a lot of scary movies and everything else that they've got ads for that comes up and then you can go down the rabbit hole and never find what you were originally looking for. So we wanted to share that. So <laughs> we hope that helps. So I'm um, back on to uh, a little bit about like the only basically um, uh, experience that I have when I was little, uh, my mom worked with a woman that lived down in Walla Walla and they actually had people come out, some sort of experts and researchers come out to their farm because uh, the way that it was, I don't know if any of you guys are um, familiar with Eastern Washington, but a lot of it is agricultural wheat fields, potato fields, everything else. But then it usually, like the closer you get to the mountains, it starts butting up against some trees or it'll have little thickets of trees that are um, deciduous, you know, not, not the evergreens or anything else, but kind of a little grouping out in the middle of nowhere. And it's usually around a water source, all that other fun science, sciencey stuff. But they had um, a group of trees in the backside of their property. And when I say their property, I'm talking about like across the wheat field. So uh, quite an ex expansive part of land in between their home and where these trees were. But they had been out there and they came across what looked like a nest where there it was a large area, probably about 20 feet in diameter that had been all bedded down. So all of the vegetation that was there was all trampled and squashed down. And then they had, you know, tree branches, that sort of thing. They'd come in to make nesting areas. They, um, they called the researchers out. The researchers got hair samples from this area. They also had um, footprints cast from this area. And the people that that this was their property that were my mom's friends were very, very like straight laced suit, not like not conspiracy theory, definitely wouldn't been out there with their own little like, you know, uh, footprint or uh, feet strapped to their own shoes to make footprints out there to try to, you know, dupe somebody like it was really one of those things that they just happened upon them and um, and happened upon the, this area. And so you could definitely rule out deer or anything of that nature. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, like the, the I um, remember seeing pictures back in the day where you actually had to have pictures developed and you couldn't take anything on your cell phones. But um, pictures of, uh, of the foot casting like the footprints that they had made and they were huge you know, like my dad had pretty big 
feet and they would have made my dad's feet look like child's feet like they were these footprints were absolutely huge they'd have a human foot next to it and it barely made it past the heel well and some of the prints i saw from my experience i i don't go camping with a ruler but i'm a <laughs> ten and a half and these would probably have been a toe to heel probably about 18 inches start to finish yeah and so and that's just you know it, it's insane to see it like the proof there like whether people want to say that it's been you know it's that's not real it you know it's been uh faked whatever it was like we know that this family would have never faked anything and the evidence that they happened to stumble upon was just fantastic but it in comparison and contrast to your um nest if you will because Chris was up in the mountains, then this structure would have to be something that would help hide from or get out of the, the elements. So, you know, blocking any rain, wind, snow, that sort of thing that come in. But over in eastern Washington, it's basically all desert land and it's all wheat land. And so they would be able to make a nest where it's like a bedded down area where they're not going to have to have a whole lot of protection from the elements over their head. It's basically other than the sun. Yeah. Kind of a cooling place near yep. a water source. Yep, absolutely. So then that kind of brings me to my other point is that, you know, so many people say, well, if Bigfoot exists, then why don't we see them out? You know, like, why aren't there more encounters? Why are there always the grainy, like, 1970s or 1960s, 50s Zapruder films type, you know, recordings of them where you can't really tell exactly what they are? Well, the Patterson-Gimlin film is still some of the best evidence out there that it shows that it was a female Sasquatch. You could... uh, the flexing of the muscles, the striations, the the fact that she had breasts. I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, in that day and age, how many people would spend the time and the money to actually get Bigfoot boobies built for your suit? <laughs> True. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a bit much. Um, well, and then uh, I don't know, you know, how many people, obviously the, our listeners from Washington have probably seen it because it was all over the news. But outside of Washington, I'm not sure the coverage it got, but we have um, the Washington State DOT cameras um, over our uh, freeways that go over the mountains. And basically it's for <laughs> when there's accidents because there's accidents all the time. But um, but they have one that's it was a game cam because the they've built these overpasses that go over our freeways. So then that way, hopefully, like less uh, animals get hit on the freeways. It encourages, less accidents. It encourages the, the wildlife to actually go up and over through this habitat versus trying to cross the, the major freeways. Exactly. But they do have game cams up there to kind of see like, hey, is this working? Is this something that we should spend more tax dollars on to create more? of or is it something that there's never any game that crosses it and they still go across the freeways well this one they just happen to catch what looks like in everybody's opinion that saw it a bigfoot moving across and it's it's i mean i'm getting goosebumps right now because it wasn't like a you know at two o'clock in the morning on some random conspiracy theory show. This was on the five o'clock news that they came out for our, you know, the Seattle news, all of the uh, stations came out and they're like, holy crap, did you see that we captured Bigfoot on our game cam through the Washington State DOT? Again, it wasn't somebody's. And it was also the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. They They said, we don't know they couldn't even you know try to come up with a false answer to try to to play it down it, it, there's they didn't try to say it was a bear they didn't they just said we don't know yeah exactly so then i pose i always like the argument when people say like oh well i've never seen one then you come back and you ask them you're like oh well have you ever seen a black bear in the wild have you ever seen a cougar in the wild well they're certainly out there they well, see you but just because you can't see it doesn't mean that they don't exist well and they say you know how come we've never found a body well, I can speak 
for the fact that I don't know how many actual dead bear bodies that I found in the woods. No. Sometimes you'll find skeletal remains. Um, and with the intelligence that these creatures have and the communication abilities, I would think that when one passes, it's kind of like uh, the elephants do. There's a graveyard. There's a, uh, I mean, if an elephant can dedicate an area to go off and basically die and all the elephants come and mourn it, chimpanzees have the same type of behavior. We just haven't found it yet. Right. Not to mention the fact that they usually live in areas that are um cohabited with predators with meat eating predators so there's you know there's going to be the wolf pack the maybe coyote pack higher up or lower down um or cougars that come in and they're going to scavenge that meat and that's just the way that that's you know that that happens circle of life yep and i could tell you right now wildlife can decimate a, a fallen animal in no time flat from the apex predator down to the lowly insect and the maggot yep absolutely but there's another theory which we have been kind of researching into simply because uh, it's kind of the popular theory that's taken uh, point on this right now. Hang on, I gotta put on my science glasses and my tinfoil <laughs> hat because this is about to get real. So the theory is that it's interdimensional. That the reason that Bigfoot hasn't been seen as much is because they have the power. If they, you know, if they've been caught on camera, whether you're watching uh, F- Expedition Bigfoot or any of those shows, then you like sometimes they'll spot one, especially with a thermal camera, and then all of a sudden it disappears. And it's like, well, how does somebody erase their thermal signature? That's just not a thing. Well, they have a theory that it has the ability to move interdimensionally, which to me would lend fat or lend um credence to the fact that it sounds like it has like this specific language that maybe isn't from a dialect in our region you know like it sounds like they call it the samurai language they, you know japanese sort of language and so if they have this this dialect coming from a different part of the world and yet they're primarily in our section of you know the pacific northwest is that one of the hubs for bigfoot then what's to say that in their dimension that's not what everybody in the pacific northwest speaks Right, and who's to say they didn't come through a portal in the woods and start speaking to themselves before they go off on another adventure? Oh, stop. Okay. <laughs> you know that you buy into this as right. much as I do. No, I do, I do. Uh, and there's also, uh, like, the Bengal Tigers and anybody that's imbibed on the American Tiger King, uh, they do discuss this, and it is a biological fact that tigers and lions and apex cat predators emit what they call infrasound. And if you're not familiar with that, I would suggest you guys take a look at it because it stuns its prey, it causes confusion, it can cause uh, sickness, and I often wonder if the night that I sat up and saw that it, that Sasquatch, if it maybe didn't, because I was frozen, and it wasn't just from fear, I physically couldn't move. So was I a victim of victim or lucky enough to get hit with infrasound so I didn't make a ruckus or cause a problem because it wanted to check out camp? I don't know, the theories are endless, but... I, I imagine if anybody could have been hit with infrasound, I was that night because I could not move. And so that's curious, too, because obviously he did the uh, Sasquatch, we're going to call him he, we'll call him Bob. Um, <laughs> Bob didn't attack Chris. He didn't make any, and, and it could have been, too, that he didn't sense any sort of uh, threat from Chris, simply because of the fact that, you know, like Chris was definitely in the um, the prey 
uh, scenario, you know, like he was didn't have any weapons on him. He wasn't even stood up. He was basically all wrapped up burrito-like for him if you wanted to take a junk out of him. A cruiserito. Yep. And so, you know, it could have been that he just, he didn't want that to become an issue. And so, you know, like when you're scolding a child and you're like, sit down and shut up while I assess the situation. Not that I would ever as a mother tell my child to sit down and shut up. That just isn't a thing. Ben, I know that you're listening and you're laughing your ass off right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that he, that this Sasquatch wanted to fully assess the situation. And in order to do so, one of the, uh, the, um, animals in the camp in front of him was sleeping. The other one was looking at him and he just wanted to make sure that everything was kosher. Well, another, you know, I've thought in great lengths about this and was it coming into, had they, had they been following us since we were in there? Because here's this new, what the heck is in our environment? What's in our radius? And, uh, did it see when my friend did what it did to the structure and were they following us from a distance because we are in fact in their territory we're in their prime habitat so a theory i have too is was it coming in to find out who was in what tent was it coming in to check out our structure and it realized when it made eye contact with me because it saw my buddy do what he did was it realizing okay this side of the camp's okay and then the sob that wrecked my hunting hut he's over here because when camp was destroyed like i said my stuff was left completely intact and non-disrupted and there was so crazy but there was flowers in front of my stinking sleeping bag or my tent excuse me and his everything he had was completely destroyed he hiked out of there with some scraps that's all he had left and see, I think that's so amazing. If you go into, you know, like that connection that you can have with animals when it looks like, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm on TikTok. I'm one of the, the billions. But there is a man that goes out into this huge wildlife preserve and um, he has a relationship with the big cats. Like he's got lions that will come running up on him and you're like, this is where I get... I am going to watch this guy die and the lion just comes up and like tackles him and licks on him and loves on him and just basically the way that your cats greet you just on a much bigger level and so this guy obviously has this huge connection with these animals and you know there, there's instances instances of that all over and then you look at the way that you have always had a connection with animals like look at the way that I often laugh because Chris bless his heart he bought me a kitten for um for my birthday and she's wonderful and she's a calico and her name is Helen and she's just fluffy and gorgeous and I love her and yet her favorite spot to curl up is on dad and then we got um our daughter a cat and um his name is fred and so fred and helen you know they they both love to snuggle on us but their favorite spot is to curl up with chris and so you know he i mentioned the other night i was like yeah here it's my cat and she's always over on you and he laughed and said yeah i've always had that connection with animals and so i wonder if you know because obviously this is an intelligent being it's not necessarily classified as an animal but it still has that animal nature animal instinct so i wonder if how however that um message transpires if you had some sort of a connection between one repairing the habitat to leaving the flowers as a peace offering saying like i'm really sorry that my my friend was douchey and he did this and then three having the um the connection with animals that you were able to connect that night and that's why there was you know it, they he left that bouquet back to say hey thanks for doing what you did and we're good yeah and i i did research on this and it's what a lot of uh, believers and researchers I, I i hate the term 
a researcher, but because uh, they're some of the most judgmental out there in the Bigfoot community. But it's a term that they call gifting. And when I dropped the flowers, it was kind of a gift peace offering to them, and they in turn returned the favor. And that's the most surreal, mind-blowing thing ever is to temporarily have a connection with something like that that is just... When I saw it, I was telling myself I should not be seeing this. And it's the hardest thing for your brain to wrap around when you're seeing something that you're not supposed to see. And it, and so I'm, I'm often wondering if I was gifted because, like, I, like we said, I, I tried to right or wrong. So, I mean, I'm interested. I want to go up there on, on one level. Um, if it could be daytime the entire time we're up there, that'd be great. Uh, but if not, I guess I do have uh, you to protect me. Because Lord knows that I would be screaming like a banshee running the other way if it's and, dark and by myself. And I'm, I'm by no means the Sasquatch whisperer. <laughs> well, you're a lot better than me. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a little bit on the loud side. Like, I could never go hunting with my dad when <laughs> when I was younger. Because, you know, we'd be sitting there. I'd be like, oh, my God. Is it, when is it going to come? He's like, and you just scared away the ducks. Nice job, Anissa. <laughs> exactly. We're, it's dead quiet. And we're in a stand. And we're waiting. And you hear, where's the deer at? <laughs> Or I'm reading something funny on my phone and I laugh like that. Yeah, because nothing, <laughs> nothing scares a deer off like a TikTok video. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, so that kind of, I guess that kind of concludes our bonus episode. That was everything that we really wanted to talk about, wasn't it? I, th- I think so. And hopefully uh, that audio, you guys like it. And by all means, please check out uh, the Sierra Sounds and mm-hmm. the Ohio Howl. And if you're curious, you know, there's a lot of information out there to dive into and educate about, but there's also a lot of tricksters and hoaxsters and, you know, it's the internet. There's fact and then there's BS. So, you know, common sense will help you to decipher between the two. But I just wanted to, to thank everybody for listening and hearing my story and sharing your time with us and letting us be a part of your your listening routine. It really means a lot. So thank you very much, guys. And please please leave a review. If it's one star, that's fine. If it's five stars, that's great. But um, please rate. And if you take the time and write a quick review, that really helps us to get the podcast out there. So that's that's my uh, standing on the street corner holding up a sign that says, <laughs> please help. And that's, that's the best thing you guys can do. If you love us or hate us, just please get us out there. Absolutely. And then we really have no idea what we're going to um, record on next. Uh, so if you guys have any suggestions out there we would love to hear it we do really want to get um a couple of our personal friends in here to share their encounters so maybe that's what we'll branch into next since we're kind of um i guess we've always been sharing our encounters but but yeah so um uh, get uh ben and angel in here for sure and Absolutely. have them talk to us and and talk to you guys and share all of the the things that they've gone through. And then if you have anything, um, we've got a couple people that have reached out to us. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to make our live broadcast uh, this week that uh, we had planned simply because no apocalypse huge, ha- yeah, happened. Yeah, we had a huge winter storm that came in and it just, it didn't happen. You can't do it when you don't have power. Exactly. And so we're hoping to get that rescheduled. But um, if you have anything that you want to share with us, please don't hesitate to reach out. We love to hear from people. I mean, honestly, it's <laughs> Chris and I both have access, obviously, to the Twitter. And the minute that we get a message from somebody or a like from somebody, we're both texting each other back and be like, oh my God, did you see the person said this to us? And so it really, really, I mean, we turn into kids on Christmas. We love it. Absolutely. And uh, 
we didn't give shout outs on the last episode, so I want to give a shout out now to a podcast that I've been listening to for quite a long time. It's not a topic of the paranormal, but it's basically daily events, sports, and it's a lot of humor. It's a great group of guys. I was lucky enough to actually be talking to them today on Facebook Messenger. So guys, please go out and check out Cup to Cup. That's C-U-P-T-O-C-U-P podcast it's uh it's it's hilarious it'll break up your day it'll give you nothing but laughter these guys are an absolute kick in the ass to listen to so i wanted to give cup to cup a shout out and thanks for all the laughs guys and um i don't really have a personal shout out but we've mentioned it a few times in the last couple episodes uh if you guys are into the the paranormal stuff and you know wide range want to learn more about this i can share from experience that it really helped me get into this genre of um of exploration i guess but uh paranormal caught on camera is absolutely fantastic it goes over what's great about that is it goes ghost stuff it does cryptids so and cryptids for those of you that don't know or bigfoot and the rake and basically any form of other than human or ghost that you can think of including ufos which is a whole nother topic that i could spend all day talking on right and so yeah it does a whole bunch of ufo stuff i mean it just really covers and then it breaks up and these are all videos that get sent in to their um program What's nice is it's not just the old videos that you've everybody's seen, you know, like the the old Bigfoot videos or anything else. It's all new stuff. Like there was one that was sent in um, that was from a, a ghost investigation on the episode that we watched last night that was from 2020. And so, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're great uh, they're sound bits. It, yeah. It's really relative and it's, it's, it's happening in today's era. So yeah, exactly. It's, it'll, it's on the travel channel mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're, they're online like everybody. So you can, you can check them out. On the Travel Channel, look them up online. And Discovery Plus is which, which, what we subscribe to now. Yeah, <laughs> we're Discovery, getting rid of cable. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to be getting rid of the dish, and we're going to be doing pretty much everything streaming because all the good programming is going to that format, so we're going to be following suit real close. But yeah, so anyway, obviously, we don't get paid for any of this. We're not trying to uh, get anything out that... Uh, that we're getting kickbacks for, but we just want to make sure that you guys get to experience the stuff that we do. Yep, and we're happy to keep this free, and that's our plan to always keep it free and keep you guys in the radius with us. So please reach out to us. Your anonymity is of the utmost importance to us. We won't break that. And we want to hear your stories. We want to hear your feedback, and we want you to share with us like we share with you. So thank you very much for your listenership, guys. All right. Are we all done? We're all done. We'll see you later. Bye.